You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to another episode of our Community Spotlight. And this week, we shine it on the Asian Health Services. Julia Liao, the CEO, and Tu Quach, the president for Asian Health Services, are joining us in this Community Spotlight. And Julia, just simply the mission, what is the challenge on a daily basis for you and Tu with the population in the Oakland area and how you help them in regard to health services? Yeah, well, just a little bit about Asian Health Services. We're a nonprofit clinic that's been around for four decades. So we have nearly 500 staff who've been focused on healthcare for most vulnerable in the community with doctors, dentists, to mental health counselors. We serve 50,000 patients in 14 languages of which 12 are Asian. And these are patients who otherwise would not have healthcare because they don't speak the language or can't afford healthcare or because of their immigration status. And this became more acute given the dual pandemic of COVID and anti-Asian racism. So just to quickly, uh, for context, um, you know, the past years have really been such a struggle and a challenge of our lifetime. Um, And, you know, our patients really did experience firsthand um, a lot of the cracks in our system um, because of the disparities that already existed. Um, And so really AHS was ground zero in the midst of the pandemic of both um, COVID and anti-Asian hate and attacks. Um, But just to say that we've also been ground zero in the advocacy um, and the fight back. And our staff really never missed a beat, um, really responded very swiftly with pop-up clinics, mobile vans, and virtual care visits via phone and video. And I'll turn it over to two to really um, kind of paint the picture of what we did in COVID. Thanks so much, Julia. And and just like Julia described, when the pandemic hit, our communities were both blamed, blamed for the virus, and then also ignored when it came to services. So in March of 2020, you know, we just saw our communities go underground. Oakland Chinatown, which has always been so vibrant, became completely empty. And as we were calling our patients, we were hearing their cries. They were afraid, afraid not just of the virus, but afraid of going outside and and getting attacked. So we reached out and started doing a survey, several surveys actually. Uh, We did one with 1300 adults. We found that 75% of them were not leaving their homes, not only uh, for protection, uh, but really even simple things like going going to the grocery stores. They were missing their appointments because they're afraid to leave the house because they're afraid to get attacked. And we also, when we reached out to our youth, they were uh, experiencing, 40% of them were experiencing mental health, which were much worse than ever before. Uh, And so we saw the calling. We even saw that our mental health providers were seeing 40% plus increase in the number of demand. And this is a lot for this community as there's always been stigma when it comes to mental health. But overall, we saw that our communities were in need. So AHS responded, Asian Health Services responded by starting the COVID testing site. Uh, We started uh, doing pop-ups in the parks, signaling to the communities that they can come out and get tested. Then when the vaccines were available, we were doing pop-ups in the parks, at community centers, at schools, uh, in language so that our communities can get services 
in the languages that they need and that they were told they can come out and it's safe, that Asian Health Services is there for them. So Julia, with decades of service to the community, what is it like when you make the initial contact with somebody that is an immigrant, doesn't speak the language, doesn't know about your services, and then finds out the things that you can do to assist them? You know, I think that um, we find that our patients are extremely grateful for the kind of comprehensive services that we can provide. And I think that our staff are also part of the community. And really, I think that as we look to sort of the future, um, really, we are looking to build a workforce that can really support the mental health needs and all of the uh, comprehensive uh, dental and medical needs that um, they're experiencing in terms of the impacts of both COVID and anti-Asian hate. Um, you know, our vision really is about healthcare for all, and we will provide access to healthcare services regardless of income, insurance status, language, or culture. So our clinic has always been welcoming um, of immigrants, refugees, um, to really anyone. And because we serve in so many languages, um, we find that you know, our patients can feel comfortable to be able to get the healthcare in language and in culture so that they can actually express um, the needs and the issues that they face. And I think because we've had such a deep history of advocacy and services, those are our dual pillars of our mission. Our patients also know that we not only can treat them, but we can also uh, help them be empowered to assert their voice um, and really assert their rights to health care. You touched on Chinatown a little bit as we're visiting with Julia Liao and Tu Quach from Asian Health Services. This is such a diverse community in the East Bay. And you mentioned the, the, the vibrancy that used to be surrounded around Chinatown, and that is working its way back. To what's that process been like? Because this is an important part of who Oakland is, that when Chinatown is vibrant, Oakland is vibrant as well. Yeah, I think it's really about making sure that our communities are seen and heard during this process. So when the pandemic hit, there was so much fear um, and there was fear for our community, particularly around safety, that small businesses were being shut down because there was no one going there. Um, but now really the lift up around fighting anti-Asian violence um, and, and calling out and, and encouraging people to visit Chinatown and to visit our stores and our small businesses has been critical. And for Asian Health Services throughout the whole pandemic to have our doors open uh, was key to saying that we are here for our communities and that others were coming out to support our communities. I think key to that is really supporting the small businesses that have been around for decades and really ensuring that there's safety from all angles, whether it's from COVID or whether it's from the violence that may be directed at us. Julia, what are the basics about Asian Health Services, meaning where are you located? Where can people find more information? And as a nonprofit, you have, you know, you have an arm there where people can support and assist with all the things you're trying to do. Where do people go for that? So we have locations um, throughout Oakland Chinatown, but also in San Leandro. We've also had mobile vans that have been going down to South County throughout um, Alameda County. And so um, please look out, our vans are out there, our logo um, and Asian Health Services. And so I think that um, please, um, we also have on our website, um, the phone numbers where folks can reach us. Um, and also we are on social media, we are on WeChat. So uh, please reach out to us. 
whenever you are in need of any type of care. Again, we provide such comprehensive services. And as Tu said, we are here for the community. Oh, and what are those channels? Like, what is the website address? So where can they go on other social media channels to find the information? So our website address is www.asianhealthservices.org. And then we're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and on Instagram. Um, and it's just at Asian Health Services. And we should say that um, we started a WeChat uh, channel. So if anyone's on WeChat, they can follow us. And that was uh, really important for the Chinese American community as well. When I think about immigrants that come to the United States, whether they're of Asian descent or other descent, it seems like it's there. There are multiple layers of the family. How do you reach out to 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 the younger generation in the Asian community that can help kind of push this forward for them to give them safety and also in regard to the stopping Asian hate, how they can also be a part of that discussion? I would say that one of the greatest things around being around for nearly fifty years is that we have served generations. I mean. Our doctors talk about seeing, you know, the grandmother, the mother, and then the daughter, and that is very powerful. And at Asian Health Services, we it's it's from birth to you know the oldest age, and so we we provide all kinds of care. And so when it comes to the young folks, we have youth programs for them. We work within the schools. Uh, we have school-based clinics to provide for them. And interesting that you would bring up the intergenerational piece because I think there's always been intergenerational trauma. And during the pandemic, it's come out more than ever, really highlighting the mental health, not just from the pandemic and the anti-Asian hate, but we've seen trauma re-triggered because of the violence that's come forth. And then we have also heard, our mental health professionals have heard that within the families, because people are all together in one place, that there's been intergenerational trauma that's come out and our providers have really been able to try to provide therapy for the whole family around that. And same with parenting when the kids were at home and doing a lot of virtual schooling, that's really come out. So really more than ever for Asian Health Service to provide services across generation, it was critical. We're not talking about just you know child and parent, we're talking about the grandparents too. And so it was really important for us to make that intergenerational connection and provide services in different ways to the different generation. And that's been critical for us. What are your stories? What's your personal story about growing up and how Oakland has become your home? Uh, well, Vince, um, I'm the daughter of immigrants. Uh, my uh, mother is from Hong Kong and my uh, dad, who uh, recently passed away, is from Taiwan. But um, you know, they came here um, seeking a better life in, in the U.S. And, you know, my grandfather, um, when he immigrated here, he was 60. Um, he was actually on public assistance and he greatly benefited from healthcare in his own language. And he faced a lot of health issues and really I saw the impact. And so really carry that um, with me into this work. Um, and so I've been really proud to be at Asian Health Services for over 20 years um, because I really see so many of the patients that we serve are just like my grandfather. And it's so amazing to be part of a mission-driven organization where everyone is really looking to make sure that care is for, for everyone. Um, and, and Vince, I, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, as Tu was speaking about so many of the mental health issues, um, we're really, really proud to say that we've been launching an initiative really focused on health and healing 
Um, and so as immigrants who are coming here and face so many barriers and unspoken uh, traumas uh, that we're really excited to be launching this initiative um, to really support victims of violence um, and really to build solidarity and increase mental health support um, this year. Yeah, and, and just like what Julia said, I am actually a refugee from Vietnam. My family and I escaped the country because of the war. And we came here, you know, we escaped on a boat, you know, lived in the refugee camps and came here right before I turned five. And I grew up in the Bay Area and thinking about if we had an Asian health services like a type of a community health center when I was growing up, it would have made all the difference. My parents probably would have been alive today. They both passed away um, uh, a little too early. And I think about the patients that we serve, they are the reflection of my parents, Julia's parents and, and her grandparents. And I think that's why so many of us choose to come to work at a place like Asian Health Services because we can see our families there and there's been so many providers so many of our other staff who actually were patients or their families were patients of Asian Health Services and they can go and work anywhere and they choose to come back to serve the community that has lifted them up and I think for us it is more than a job it is about you know fulfilling uh, something very important uh, in, in our own community and knowing that we have that lived experience to guide us. Julia Liao joining us also to Quash from Asian Health Services on our community spotlight. Julia, what are some of the stories about, as Tu just mentioned, uh, so many people that are on your front lines that are helping services and in mental health services, the people that, that you rely on that understand the importance of this and maybe you can reveal to us in a certain way, just some of the things that they've been able to accomplish that continues to keep this moving and, and gives this opportunity to people in this community. Yeah, well, we're really um, proud to say that so many of our staff are from the community and are committed to serving um, our patients because they see their own families um, in our patients as well. And so, so many uh, stories of um, our staff actually I was um, just visiting one of our sites and found out that actually two of our uh, staff who started during the pandemic, they were actually patients at Asian Health Services. Um, and so I know that a lot of folks are here and working at our clinics because they wanna give back. They experienced um, the impacts and really um, the positive outcomes. And so they're here to serve. Um, so it's really um, been so heartwarming to hear just the number of people who come to AHS um, because of the mission and really thinking about some of the stories we know that, you know, some of our staff um, have helped um, families uh, who have really been struggling um, when there was COVID and really um, an anti-Asian hate and really were there um, from the very beginning um, providing services, but really going the extra mile uh, making sure that they had their resources, whether it was food, making sure that they could cover rent, um, being able to uh, link them and help them navigate to the key resources um, that are out there. And so really, again, it's um, about our staff connecting the dots for our community, really helping them to support them all along the way. And so just really our staff are truly the frontline heroes of it all. They never missed a beat and, and we've stayed open ever since the beginning of the pandemic and they continue to provide service um, to our communities when they need it. 
Two, it, it's vital in regard to stopping Asian hate. There's racism and division in so many areas in our country. And this has, as you mentioned earlier, has popped up in the last couple of years for reasons that these members of this community have no control over. W- what do you feel like where the community is now in terms of helping slow this down, attempt to stop this, and the support are you sensing coming from not just the Asian community, but those outside the Asian community that recognize that that these people need protection? Yeah, it's a great question. So much of this is so hard. And I think that when we talk about racism and and the violence that each community uh, experiences, and, and for us, for our own community, it can be very triggering. And so for Asian Health Services, as a healthcare provider, we decided to focus on healing. And that is why we started our community healing unit to be able to help victims and anyone who is impacted by the violence. And we have then really um, garnered support from the community, from partners to really focus on the healing piece around making sure that our victims get the resources that they need and the support they need. And then how do we as a community heal? I think it is, it's really showing because instead of trying to fight something negative, which is really negative, we come forth and say, this is how we do, we heal together. We are now having events outdoors where it is cross-racial, cross-geographic areas and coming together to say, we support Chinatown. We should support Asian Americans and we support all people because this is about all of us having the right to feel safe. And I think for Asian Health Services, we have taken a health lens and being able to provide the therapy, but also positive impacts by being out and being together. And that social connection is really critical. With any person of a certain descent, they want to show the pride in their community. And I just wonder what that's like now, because the the Asian cultures, if you allow yourself to immerse yourself in the outside and you will find joy and you will find peace, you'll find harmony, you'll find things that that put you in a good place. So, Julia, being able to do this again and starting that process of revitalizing Chinatown, getting people of all walks of life, of all descents to, to walk through Chinatown and experience how rewarding is that for the folks that are around Asian Health Services that know that your group has been vital to keeping these people healthy and safe and sensing that they can get back out and do these things again? Yeah, well, I think, uh, Vince, you said it. I think it's absolutely critical that, you know, everyone is now in a space as we try and really pave that path for health and healing. Um, you know, AHS has reached out to care not only for our patients um, and our community So not only our own, but also our brothers and sisters and our neighbors. And we know that we are only as healthy and safe as the most vulnerable among us. And so, you know, given that each and every one of us at Asian Health Services is committed to the future of our community's health, um, we are reaching out because we know we can't do this work alone. Um, We are very excited to be partnering with the Asian American Foundation um, as one of three community-based organizations in the nation to serve as a pilot anti-Asian hate action center um, because we know we need to address the health and safety needs of our patients, but also to build that collaboration um, and solidarity against our diverse communities. And so again, it's all around how do we build that path of health and healing and how do we work with all of our community members, but not just Asian, but also all of our communities of color. So we're very excited to be on this path and we want to be collectively working with so many and we welcome more partnerships and more support around all of this. 
Well, Julia and Sue, I appreciate uh, learning about Asian Health Services and the opportunity for people to learn more is at AsianHealthServices.org and that opens the path for you to see what's happening and shows all the different languages that people can look for their particular needs health-wise. You've done such a great job of that. I do appreciate you joining us and thank you for shining a light on Asian Health Services today on our Community Spotlight. Great. Thank you, Vince, for having us. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.